0: Alrighty, well, welcome back to another episode of MRP, folks. Uh, hosting tonight, uh, myself, Daniel, and Kevin. Hello. And joining us today as our couch potato, we have a holy man. Uh, <laughs> a holy uh, man. Yes, Pastor Daniel. How's it going, everyone? I love the name, by the way. Well, thank, you. <laughs> thank you.
1: That's his name. First name, Pastor. Last name, Daniel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is your Christian name. Yes, yes Christian name. So uh, we are actually uh, off-site uh, from our usual uh, studio. We're in Savannah, uh, that's where our couch potato lives, so we mm-hmm. had to come all the
1: way down here to have a conversation with him. To our Savannah studio, which we have up and running. <laughs> you guys come down and visit our Savannah studio, <laughs> it's it's amazing, almost better than our uh, Atlanta studio. Not almost a, it is not, as, not It is as literally better than, <laughs> than our studio. There's more, there's more
0: space for sure. Not as good as our Philly studio, but you know. You guys have great taste in art. For sure. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so anyways, um, we're going to be talking about um, religion as a whole. Um, not really going into mm-hmm. too much detail per denomination or anything like that. But we also kind of wanted to ask the question of kind of uh, see if we can figure it out. Um, the human need of believing in something greater than themselves. Kind of mm-hmm. see what we can figure out with that um so uh to start off um so obviously you know pastor daniel's a pastor (laughs) Mm -hmm. um uh, for you i'm just curious what um made you want to become a pastor like what what that calling
2: Mm, so i guess uh for me so for me becoming a pastor was something that happened when i was in my last year of high school Mm -hmm. Um, around that time junior year senior year and it was really just a time where i was Um, experiencing faith for the first time, uh, that, you know, I would describe, even though I grew up in the church, it was the first time that it actually maybe became real to me. And I started becoming more interested and invested in what it all meant, what religion meant for me. And um, it was around the same time that I had to apply for colleges and, you know, kind of decide, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's pushing you to decide what is it that you're going to do with the rest of your life. And so um, around that time, I also got my first chance to preach at my local church uh, there in Houston, Texas. And that's really when um, I just enjoyed it so much. I felt a passion for it. And not only that, but I felt a calling towards pastoral ministry. And so around that time, I was deciding between pastoral ministry or uh, going the optometrist route. And uh, long story short, I ended up going, obviously, the pastoral ministry route. And uh, it's just been something that I've, the path I've been on ever since.
1: What's an optometrist? It's an eye doctor. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, oh, right, I, I declare my ind- my ignorance there. <laughs> <laughs> you're wearing well, okay. glasses. You don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys heard? The, you guys have heard the story of me and my glasses, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah so. You just found them oh no if you listen to our previous uh mrp
0: episodes <laughs> it's in there actually i
1: don't think that was ever published. Oh no it wasn't no but that's, no, that was the pilot season <laughs> pilot season yeah b-roll that's going to be in our uh dvd blu-ray combo pack <laughs> it's going to have those episodes for you stay guys. tuned fantastic folks. Stay, stay tuned <laughs> so yeah
0: oh so you mm-hmm. started in high school mm-hmm. um so what was that process like for you because like i, I feel like well a lot of high school students don't really have it together like that especially with faith i mean mm, <laughs> yeah. maybe not the average i would say there are some but, yeah, yeah um what was that process like for you as far as like um like what's the whole process of going mm. through that um I'm it very was curious uh,
2: about that. It's it's it is a very personal experience and everyone's journey is kind of different um every pastor you talk to or any person that's involved in religion like being a leader within religion uh their calling to get there has been different I don't think there's, or there's very few people that woke up one morning and decided that that's what they're going to do right, <laughs> with right. the rest of their life. Um, for me, uh, just, I guess, long story short, I had a, a friend of mine that um, passed away tragically okay. uh, during that time in, in high school as a person that I had grown up with. Um, we had gone to school together since elementary school. And and so that was uh, in high school, we had been in the same class for three, about three years. And so uh, around that time, like I said, you know, I was starting to discover faith for myself, um, making it a little bit more personal. And uh, I, I had sense of calling to talk to her about faith and religion, just to kind of open up that conversation. And I decided that uh, I wouldn't do it uh, just because I felt like I wasn't ready. I didn't know enough, wasn't experienced enough in that uh, conversation. So I decided not to. And um, uh, short, shortly after is when she uh, passed away in uh, an, in an accident. And so that always stayed with me. And so I guess you could say like that experience of not taking that opportunity to share my faith with someone impacted how then I kind of saw the rest of my life that I never wanted to let an opportunity like that go by
0: again. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sorry for your loss, but it seems like that <laughs> yeah. was kind of like a, a little driving force or something. Exactly. To, do, you to think for, do you think for
1: something mm-hmm. like uh, ministry, you need something like that to give you that sort of commitment, level or like push level because i mean it's not something like if you wanted to be an eye doctor mm-hmm. you know it's not like oh yeah my friend died from mm-hmm. lack of glasses yeah or something <laughs> you know yeah. but like because because to well, me you, you to never me, know
0: there's actually people that do certain professions because of you know what like yeah that. you're right you're right but but i get what no, you're cause like, from especially because i feel that like mm-hmm. when
1: it comes to ministry you got to have a certain level of um it's not just oh i want to do this yeah or it's not just oh i'm doing this because my friends do it or because yeah. i enjoyed a pastor when i was a kid like it's not the same thing as yeah. you know it's it, it, no kid like dreams of being a pastor when they're kids you know yeah. so it's it's not uh it's definitely something that you need a little more of a calling yeah you know and exactly. something something that you would uh, kind of have to stick with yeah you know and so uh, do you feel that you need something like that to sort of keep you on that path because i mean it's not like it's easy right yeah you know it's definitely not easy so yeah yeah i feel like you would need something not necessarily something tragic but i mean the same way that spider-man was spider-man because yeah because of his what happened to his uncle you know Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a good question um i used to
2: think that ministry was like that that you needed some sort of exclusive call or something special you know to even be qualified to be in the in in the ministry but um i i think it's something that applies to everything because it comes down to motivation you know it comes down to the reason of why you're there and with any profession like if you don't have a good enough reason for being there or for um if you don't have a strong enough motivation that gets you up out of bed every morning to go and deal in whatever it is that you're dealing with um then that task or job becomes even more difficult so so yeah so for me in my case uh, from where i'm coming from Uh, having that motivation or having that sense of calling definitely helps uh helps me get through the really tough times Mm -hmm. but i think it's definitely something that can be applied to like any profession
1: i mean that makes sense because like i said you're gonna go through things that are gonna test your your motivation and your uh your dedication yeah and so if it's something that you're not fully invested in or have don't have like a a really great, you know, sense of purpose for or yeah. calling for, yeah, it's easy to fall on the wayside of exactly you know what, I don't feel like taking this test, let's just go be an optometrist or something, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. But no, that's cool, man. Yeah. I wish I had that kind of dedication <laughs> for anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh um, so you're um Let's have to say, you're around my age, right? Around mm-hmm. mid 20s or something. How yeah. old are you? Uh, 27. 27. Okay. Hey, I'm going to be, oh, oh, no, oh, yeah, okay. be 28. Oh, okay. Oh, dude,
1: you're almost 30. How uh, I many not that? Yeah. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Okay, okay. How old are you, Daniel?
0: I'm 25 on Monday.
1: Oh, for real? Your birthday's on 80. Hey, yeah. Dude, my, birthday's January, my birthday birthday's like next Wednesday. Wait. <laughs> two Wednesdays. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's crazy, man. I'm yeah. going to be 26. Nice cool it's like 25 26 30 if <laughs> oh
0: <my God. laughs> you round up <laughs> um but yeah so oh, uh you you being um a little younger i don't mean to like generalize or assume uh, but i'm just curious mm-hmm. if, like would, would you say what, what how how's your style of preaching um uh, just because i have this different idea i guess from like an older generation mm. um and and one thing i've noticed about you is like uh especially growing up um adventist that mm. um when you're an Adventist pastor, um, it's a little more strict, but I've noticed you're like, uh, you're into kind of like a lot of like the pop culture and stuff like mm-hmm. that that I feel is like kind of demonized, but I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. I'm just curious about that. Um, yeah. you had where's your stance on that and just kind of like your style of of preaching, mm. if there is one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um definitely style of preaching is
2: something that I'm trying to still figure out on my own. Um and for me, it's a little bit different just because um I was born in Chicago and I grew up in the States. I grew up in Texas. And so So I'm definitely more part of this culture. And so I definitely express myself a lot better when it comes to speaking in English. And so that's actually my favorite thing to do. And so right now I find myself in, uh, two Spanish churches. And so every week I'm preaching in Spanish. And so that has definitely been a little bit tougher (laughs) just because it's not, um, it's not the language that I grew up in. Um, it was definitely something I still spoke at home and, and things like that to my grandma and things like that. But, um, but it's, yeah, definitely something that I'm still learning how to do. Um, as far as, yeah, my relationship with like pop culture and things like that, um, I don't know how else to explain it other than that's just you know things that i like things that i you know grew up with uh gravitate towards um i think that every pastor should at least have an understanding of the context that they're ministering in and so it just so happens that my love for pop culture you know things like uh you know disney star wars uh anime things like that um i feel it kind of helps me just connect and still be aware of you know just what this culture is like, what it's, what it's into and things like that.
1: Yeah. Cause okay. I mean, we, I mean, um, speaking for myself, growing up mm, as an Adventist, mm-hmm. you, you hear the same thing over and over that there has to be this disconnect from, uh, anything worldly, anything mm-hmm. of, of the world, Yeah, you know? And so it, like like Daniel said, it's a bit demonized when you put so much importance on something like pop pop culture media yeah. or like things like you know comic books, movies, things like yeah. that. But you know, it's 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 weird to see to see someone who is sort of involved. But I think that's just natural mm-hmm. because it's what you grew up in. Mm-hmm. You can't not like it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah. you, you experienced it, you grew up in it. You know, exactly.
0: It's hard to, to like, think where that comes from. I'm not sure exactly um, where that whole, like... Pokemon's the devil or whatever it comes from. <laughs> I, I think don't, I, don't know. I think
1: it all comes from it's the same thing. It's all about uh, idolatry and just like mm-hmm. putting all of your, all of your attention, all of your care oh, into I something see. that's, I, I get it. that's mm-hmm. of not substance, I guess. But yeah. what people don't understand, and I think you have a pretty good understanding on this is that there are th- just because it doesn't come from that same uh, moral, you know shelf it mm-hmm. you can't learn from it you can't you know grow from it like mm-hmm. I, i've i've i have learned so much from watching movies and mm-hmm. from you know characters in in books and characters and yeah. movies where i'm just like i've learned more from that than i have yeah. from anything you know in the bible granted i haven't read the bible extensively the same way mm-hmm. that i've watched lord of the rings or something like that you know mm-hmm. so i feel like there's um you have that understanding that that um that there are still things that can be learned from things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always thought it was a little closed-minded to completely separate yourself from that just because it's not directly you know from yeah quote-unquote the lord yeah you know and well and even going along those lines if the whole
2: reason like to stay away from it is just because it might consume our attention or focus oh boy uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) it does religion
2: itself can become like that too for a lot of people Mm. and so even religion can become that very thing uh just because it has the name either christian or is religious or anything like that doesn't mean that it can in and of itself also become an idol like the jesus fandom there you go (laughs) and so i think that's what a lot of people miss like in their effort to demonize the culture or demonize you know some other things they um overlook the fact that maybe in their own life in their own journeys um they've put religion on this same pedestal and so maybe even their idol has become their
1: religion and they just don't, haven't realized it yet. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's uh not to say that, you know, us people who like things like, you know, Star Wars, Disney, like, it's not mm-hmm. like that's our religion, although exactly, we yeah. do learn lessons from it and we live our lives based on things that we've learned, but mm-hmm. that's, that's humans with anything, yeah. you know, like that's how you grow is you learn and then you, you know, do mm-hmm. things. It's not like we're yeah. going out, you know, turning pumpkins into carriages or something like, you know, but <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's 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 sort of what we choose to um to live our lives by Mm -hmm. and i feel that that can be from a place of religion Mm. or a place of pop culture like i mean i've heard the argument that's like oh well you need to see you know where this is coming from blah 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 Mm -hmm. and i guess that's true also but I mean what if you're not even looking at it that deeply yeah you're looking at the stories you're looking at the the compelling characters and things that you know that you can learn from and that you can apply to your life to make Mm -hmm. it better the same way that if you're going into religion you look for the messages that can be applied to your life and the Mm -hmm. things that the things that you can better yourself with you know And, and that's sort of leading into our to our next question is how do you think your personal relationship with that, that system of belief Mm -hmm. works? I mean, like, because you're sort of, I don't want to say split between those things, but Mm -hmm. because you are, you know, open-minded yeah mm-hmm. fully immersed in pop culture and things like that mm-hmm. and also your professional spiritual life like how mm-hmm. is that sort of how is your life and your relationship with your system of belief impacted the way that you live
2: uh, that's a good question um the best way that I I could think to answer it is just uh in my case in my experience uh, it took me a while to get to this point because I went through also a phase, I remember very early on when, uh, like my freshman year of of college uh, studying theology, I went through that phase where I was like, you know what, maybe they're right, you know, and all of this pop culture stuff is bad. And so I like, I deleted, you know, all my movies, TV shows, everything from my laptop.
1: Heartbreaking. And Ooh, <laughs> that sounds heartbreaking, yeah, man.
2: It was a few months later, it was, it was back on there. Um, (laughs) But it's just because I I started realizing that To not understand that part of of the culture that I'm supposed to minister to Or even understanding that part of myself Like it was really hurting me more than actually helping me And so it took me a a few years to get to the point where I could actually um, Like what you were saying, you know In all of these uh, TV shows, movies, uh, books, even There's lessons that we can learn And lessons that can be applied and if we really if you know if what religion says is true that there is a god that's in control of everything then i don't see why he wouldn't have had a hand in those lessons that we're experiencing as well and so for there's a lot of people that um you know that will never step foot inside of a church but might even still live their lives according to what the bible says You know, so and it's all because of the experiences that they learned, you know, through these mediums. And so um, so what I'm trying to say is that it took me a while to get to the point where I finally understood that um, that religion can and the lessons that we learn in religion can even be seen and can even speak through like the experiences outside of of, um, in the world, pretty much. And so I guess that's how I've kind of related to it is that um, still, of course, my filter is is uh, the Bible. Um, that's you know what I believe is a principle um, filter, I guess, to put everything through. But in my experience, a lot of the things that I've seen, a lot of the things that I've read, um, I've been able, more often than not, I've been able to say, hey, that's also in the Bible. And I can even pinpoint like exact stories or verses that connects that lesson to it, and so that's even led me to ask like, well, what is this doing here? If this is supposedly so wrong or so bad, what is this lesson doing here? And so, um, so yeah, I definitely believe that. Religion is just, it's, it's too big to not have some kind of influence over the, over the culture that it's a part of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, you can't just put it in a box, um, you know, and it's not in some one denomination or one building. Um, it's definitely big enough and to, and yeah, I, I do believe it's a little bit close-minded to think um, that it's not, that you can't see it within the culture mm. apart from just how you're trying to spread it, I guess. If that makes sense
1: and especially like yeah. like you said especially if you're trying to reach uh, a certain demographic yeah it'd be it'd be stupid not to at least understand what they understand and what yeah. they f- what they um put their faith in or put mm-hmm. their you know their priority on and things like that you know so mm-hmm. you definitely would need to at least have a, some sense of idea of what mm-hmm. what the kids are into you know yeah like, you know <laughs> Exactly. I'd say yeah, you have a,
0: you have a pretty healthy um moderation <laughs> of both. I mean, I think that um <clears throat> it can be kind of like an obsession sometimes mm-hmm. uh to some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. Let okay, me hide my tattoo. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, it becomes an obsession <laughs> no and so I think you have a moderation, or a good moderation, healthy relationship with it. Yeah. Um, where It's like you're reading your Bible for however long -hmm. you read it. And then it's like, oh, let me take a break with little Pokemon Mm -hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. And it's uh, sometimes I do have to, you know, um, it's just that sometimes I have to ask myself, like, what's the goal here? You know, am I really trying to change everyone to give up on the culture around them? Like to not go, you know, not go to the movies or not watch any of those shows or things like that. That already is a losing battle. You know, it's just not gonna happen. There's no way you can convince everyone 100% of that. And so, um, even if I stood up, you know, from the pulpit and said, you know, no, don't do it or things like that, there's still people that are gonna do it. There's still young people that are gonna do it. I would rather have the battle um, of, you know, like, okay, you went, you saw it. What did you think of it? What were your thoughts? What were your ideas? What did you learn? You know, things like that. And then have that conversation at that level rather than have it beforehand.
0: Yeah, because so, at the same time, you don't want to make it a burden, you know, because it's like mm-hmm. you're kind of like forbidding something. And sometimes when, when something's forbidden or you're like, don't do that, yeah, it, it makes people want to do it <laughs> in, in a way. Yeah, it's almost um, it's
1: like the argument of... Uh, teaching like abstinence only sexual education mm. versus actual sexual education like mm-hmm. you know what's right. what's gonna what's gonna be the outcome for yeah for both like one of them is gonna lead to higher unplanned pregnancies yeah. and higher STDs and the other one's yeah. gonna lead to informed decision making you know mm-hmm. like yeah I don't know I'm crazy Christians <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, it actually goes into our next topic, so to speak. Um, cool. Kind of the, the idea of, um, <clears throat> I guess religion being a burden sometimes, or, or, mm-hmm. or organized religion, mm-hmm. kind of making it so much like a big uh, a big burden on people because it's like you can, uh, like like we mentioned, isolation, yeah. and then mm-hmm. it's like you you you're forcing people in a way I guess to sort of adapt to something maybe that they haven't adapted to before mm. um, so kind of like how, how would you go about as, as far as like somebody I guess new coming into any sort of religion mm. um, how do you feel a church should, or, or any organized group mm. should should uh, like indoctrinate people or just kind of introduce mm. people into it um, what are your thoughts yeah. on that oh man uh, with patience
2: for sure There are so many examples and so many cases where people that are new to everything um, get so much pushed onto them right Mm -hmm. out of the gate. You know, um, as soon as they've been, you know, baptized or, you know, however it is that they got involved with the religion in the first place, um, they're getting comments of like, you know, how they should live, how they should do this, how they should do that, how they should eat, how they should dress, uh, what they should watch, things, so many different things. And, um, you know, while maybe what they're saying, they might have a point, um, if you're not respecting where that person is in their walk um, then you're just, you're, yeah, like what you're saying is like you're putting a, a huge burden on them that not even people that have been members of the church for years have been able to even live up to. You know, so if, if they themselves can't even live up to that burden or to that level of, um, how to say that level of accountability or mm-hmm. that level of you know religiosity? How is it that you can expect someone that's brand new? <laughs> religiosity. <laughs> yeah. I like How that. is it that you can expect someone that's brand new to do what what you have been able to? And so I would definitely say to a person that's brand new in any kind of religion, um, you're going to face that pressure, uh, but try not to let it get to you as much. You know, you take as much time as you feel that you need. To work things out for yourself. Right. Because if you try to rush into anything. Like that's just gonna. You know that's a prime recipe for for failure. Or not that you know. You're trying to succeed in the religion. But it's just that. You'll get to that point where you just. You know, if you're trying to do too much, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to, um, you'll get to that point where you're just like, you know what? I'm not even succeeding in this.
0: Then what's the point? Yeah, you'll you feel know? like burnt out or exactly like did something exactly. Like, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to go today because it's like ah. Uh, exactly, because you know, you know exactly what's the, waiting not, for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not wearing <laughs> exactly. the right
1: clothes, or I'm not, you know. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think a lot of that is also people themselves sort of misinterpret their the expectations that Mm -hmm. that being part of a religion or being a member of something sort of brings on you know like not only with the people but like the media too the way we view certain religions and what we expect them to do how we expect them to behave and then it it, it can be sort of off-putting to someone who doesn't know about that to Mm -hmm. the point of you know even fearful or things like that Mm -hmm. you know so i think it's it's um It's really everything's fault Mm -hmm. that people sort of, you know, fear being a part of uh, a religion or something Mm -hmm. like that or getting into it because they're like, no, because I hear that they can't go to movie theaters or I hear that they can't listen to a certain kind of music and stuff like that, where, you know, that's that's when it becomes that burden because Mm -hmm. you're like, you know what, forget this. I'd rather live my life and not be religious. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I think
2: that at the, I think one of the things that a lot of people forget is that religion at its heart is, is not meant to be, uh, about just us individually, you know, it's meant to be something that's a blessing for other people. And, um, and sometimes we get so caught up in the individualness of it, of just, you know, how it is that I'm supposed to live or how it is that I'm supposed to act that we forget to even, um, um, you know, be that blessing to other people. And so, which is, um, you know, I I believe that even Jesus himself had a problem with um, organized religion that was being more of a burden to other people than a blessing. And so, and that's something that a lot of people oftentimes forget and they won't even ask themselves, you know, are we being, in the way that we do our religion or in the way that we live out, are we being a blessing
1: or a burden? because we're being so concerned with our own needs and with exactly. our own you know our position in the world and our mm-hmm. position within ourselves that we we forget that it's about making the world a better place for everyone it's about exactly. everyone living in harmony and being you know good to one another rather than oh no, this is me and I'm not gonna talk to you because mm-hmm. you are not like me. Exactly. Things like that, you know, yeah. and, and I feel that people get caught up in that too. And it's it's there's so many things that make organized religion look so bad. I think yeah. so, I think sometimes and, and it's and it's oh, all sorry. because of the people themselves. Like, yeah. you know? Yeah.
0: I think sometimes it could be about um, kind of having that position of power as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think once I mean, I guess I would say certain pastors or certain leaders mm-hmm. may become a little zealous in a way, to where it's like they um, take it toe so to heart, where mm-hmm. it's like everything has to be by the book, everything has to be you know, mm-hmm. touch your eyes and, and cross your t's. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that can drive people away, and that can really, uh, I guess, turn off people to the, mm-hmm. the idea of of being in a church or you know mm-hmm. just showing up for service or anything like that, exactly. that. it yeah. almost
1: it almost gets to a point where it seems like they don't want anyone else like it seems like it's mm-hmm. more of an exclusive thing you know mm-hmm. rather than i see finding people and meeting people where they are hmm it seems like it's more of a no let's take care of who we got and let's make Mm. sure the people we got are good and are doing the right thing and things like that rather than let's you know bring in more people to live the way we do because we see the benefits yeah so let's you know yeah
0: speaking on that i'm curious i mean this may be off topic this may um take us a little further away but i'm I'm just curious what do you guys think about like (laughs) I i feel like christianity um is like one of the few religions that actually does a lot of like um what's the word i just had the word but uh evangelism outreach 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 i guess more like Mm. converting so to speak Mm -hmm. versus like um being jewish or or even muslim i don't know like as far as speaking the big three Mm. um i don't know what do you guys think of that like is that uh, maybe i just need to do a little more research but i, I feel mm-hmm. like that's how christianity is a lot yeah of i think it times. might be because
1: it's it's what we're closest to right you know like we we are so close to the that uh, judeo-christian form of belief to where i mean i grew up with it you grew up mm-hmm. with it you grew up around it too yeah. so we we sort of know We know that side, but I mean, I'm guessing that you could go to a person, you know, of, you know, the Muslim faith Mm -hmm. and they'll they'll tell you the same thing that Mm -hmm. they do their same amount of trying to reach people to sort of convert yeah Mm -hmm. just because like i said it's it's i'm guessing it's about making everyone's lives better Mm -hmm. you know the same way that if if you are someone who like the same way for instance if i see a movie that i love i want to tell everyone to watch it because i want them to love it too exactly yeah. because i know how much how happy it's made me Mm -hmm. so i would want someone else to feel that same way and i think that Mm -hmm. i think um well again i could not know anything because i don't know you know about you know jewish people or Mm -hmm. or muslim people i don't know what their real goal is but Mm -hmm. at least in christianity that's a kind of a big it's a big thing right yeah to to get more people and make those people christian as well yeah right exactly yeah it is i mean that's how they conquered half of the world right yeah (laughs) and to go
0: up like with what daniel was saying is that i've never seen like a jewish person or muslim knocking my door and yeah about their religion <laughs> right is that i don't know i guess well, that's where you're going with that in, in a way yeah but then again i regarding think regarding the outreach that's, yeah yeah I think mm-hmm. that's maybe a cultural thing too. Yeah, uh, as far as maybe just because you're not going mean, to get a lot of m- Muslims or Jewish in in the area. I maybe. would. If but. I was Muslim, I would be afraid to knock on people's doors. To be honest, that, that too. that's too. Mm-hmm. I was thinking well, that. also yeah. think
1: about it. I think with um, and granted, there are also sects of Christianity that are like this, that are a little more traditional in yeah. what they do. And when it comes to the most, you know, for instance, like uh, Judaism in its most traditional form, mm-hmm. is about uh it's um it seems like it's more of a personal relationship with god correct Mm -hmm. to where you do all of these things all of these um i don't want to say rituals but like rituals Mm -hmm. and all of these different ceremonies to sort of honor god um as a person and in your own Mm -hmm. way to where uh christianity sort of has you know um split into all these little sects Mm -hmm. that are trying to uh show uh prove their their form of belief as being the true form of belief Mm -hmm. you know where i think maybe with with islam and with judaism it's a little more about um
0: i feel like Judaism. you know judaism Mm -hmm. is kind of like a lifestyle more than anything as well Mm -hmm. um just because of the whole um freak i forgot the word on the uh when they come of age, what do you call that thing? The oh, the uh, bar Mitzvah? Bar Mitzvah, there yeah. you know, bar, bar Mitzvah, Bar Mitzvah. You know, that, yeah, yeah that, that kind of stuff because I'm like, wait, that's not really necessarily a thing of like, well, that's, that's more of a r- religious thing. Well, yeah, well. but it's, and, it's, but it's, it's also it's like, like a traditional thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it's more about... Because I was like, it's not like they do it just in Israel. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're, you know, a Russian Jew or wherever, mm-hmm. uh, they do it as well. So I'm like, I feel like that's more of a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And like you said, uh, definitely a more personal connection
1: well if you, yeah. if you if you think about what we know what we growing up in the christian religion know of the um of the jewish faith it's that these people were the first people to uh to to be you know Mm -hmm. and the first people to to have that interaction with god Mm -hmm. so i feel like their entire purpose was to live your life to honor god Mm -hmm. that's where the uh all of the traditions came in Mm -hmm. that's where they do the things they do like the holidays and things like that Mm -hmm. it's because it, it seems like it's a lifestyle because that was their their sole Mm -hmm. purpose in life was Mm -hmm. that they were on this planet that they have been given the right to be on this planet because God had said it. So, so why not honor God with everything that you do Mm -hmm. to, whereas now with uh, Christianity, it seems like is that we have this life here, but on the side, Oh yeah. Thanks God for this on the side. We'll pray for this You know, like it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not as, um, as fully in control of our lives as the, um, you know, uh, Jewish faith would be, mm-hmm. uh, but, but then again, this is just because of like those people who were the first people to, uh, to be here, mm-hmm. you know, were the first ones to sort of make these traditions that were doing it for God. So anything that's come from there has, you know, has stayed as that tradition, mm-hmm. you know, so I feel like that's why, um, but that's why it seems like a fully like it's it's full on in your life because yeah. to to them they, that's why they live you know mm. true is for uh yeah so from, from very early on it was ingrained within
2: within the culture within the denomination where it would become a de- or what would become a denomination uh to just kind of share what it is they they knew mm-hmm. yeah.
1: yeah i could see that yeah because i'm also guessing that back then there weren't that many options as far as like what one could believe Mm -hmm. you know like you grow up and peep everyone around you tells you the same thing that's the truth yeah you know until until you hear of other things like oh whoa yeah. I didn't know that was an option, I yeah. didn't know I could worship the sun, Yeah, <laughs> or like, you know, things like that
2: yeah. you know, like, although it was it was still quite a bit of a challenge because, at least in the history of uh, the people of Israel, you know there were so many times where they were taken captive uh, towards uh, or under other nations like Egypt and things like that That's right, and so, know. they had their own challenge there, where many of them didn't um, continue in, you know following after Yahweh or anything like that, and they actually turned turn to start following the gods of the Egyptians. And so that was something that um, they had to wrestle with after they gained their freedom. Um, Ooh, did that happen a lot? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. If, if you actually, uh, yeah, if it, there's like certain places in the New, uh, Old Testament where that was one of the main things that, that God was trying to work with his people was that they kept going after other gods because they saw how other people had you know like the goddess of fertility uh god of the sun things like that and so those rituals and those uh, sacrifices that those other nations would do um they started being influenced by that and so um so yeah it's just it's always been kind of like uh the the whole idea of like religion versus like the culture and the context of where you're in is nothing new. It's something that has always kind of been there in the background.
0: So yeah anyways uh we took a small little break and we went on a huge tangent um but we were uh, discussing organized belief and uh i had asked the question just uh to help me remember where we were (laughs) it was about um the big three you know christianity islam and judaism and just kind of how uh, christianity is more of the one with the bigger outreach Mm -hmm. um main thing we got was that obviously it's uh more uh, uh, of a personal journey, I guess, with Islam mm-hmm. and um, Judaism, um, and I feel like Christianity c- could be the same. And um, mm-hmm. just it just depends on your organization, I would say. Um, so one one thing I was uh, wanted to ask, uh, Pastor Daniel, was kind mm-hmm. of in your experience with um, you know being a pastor and mm-hmm. uh, obviously receiving new members. And with old members or or current members, what do you see as the need for that? Like, why do you why do new people come or why do even people stay? Hmm. Um, What's your experience with that? That's a good question. Um, In my experience, it's always
2: been uh, more often than more often than not is the the search for purpose Mm -hmm. in life. And I think that's something that religion uh, does really well, along with other things, of course. But religion is kind of, you know, almost gotten down to a science where even like a new person or even uh, someone that's been in the religion for many years can definitely find a purpose for their life, you know? And it's something that gives them motivation. And uh, that's part of, I I believe, one of the reasons that religion is so... um, impactful and so powerful for a lot of people is because within whatever religion they decide to commit to um they can find a purpose for their life they um which is something you know that everyone is on a journey for you know why is it that we're here uh, you know what is it that we do with our life and where is it that we're going you know all of those are answers that um religion has some type of uh, or questions that religion has some type of answer to
1: It's almost like um, when uh, when we learned about medieval times in school, mm-hmm. they told us about how um, how important the religion was to those people who were like poor people and to the peons of the ages, because it gives them a sense of purpose, like you said, and a sense of something to hope for, and that's one thing that um, that the church back then was that's what religion was for them for these people was it was a it was a something to keep them fighting because their lives were so crappy that you know they were like what's the point of even living if you know the crown is has their fancy life and we get nothing they have religion they have that to keep them going but it's not sort of, it's not that much like that now you know we don't have to it doesn't seem like it's it's the 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 weak and the poor who are gravitating towards religion it's more of just uh, everyone kind of thing you know, mm-hmm. that wasn't really a question. It was just sort
0: of a comment. No, that's just, <laughs> just, just a comment. Yeah, no, but I, I like that answer. Um, mm-hmm. that, that makes sense. I think uh, in my in my personal experience with um, with religion and with God, um, it, it kind of came to me at a point in my life where um, things weren't going really well. Things were kind of hectic and crazy, mm-hmm. and then things sort of calmed down and things got uh, uh, better. I guess you could say. And, uh, I mean, uh, being outside of, um, of religion currently, uh, I still kind of keep that, um, relationship with God as much as I can in my own way. Mm. And I mean, I think, um, I think, I think it's just like you said, a need for purpose. Um, I can definitely see that, Mm -hmm. although, um, I mean, I feel like I have purpose in my life, but I I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it's because of of God or religion in itself, but it adds to it. You know, exactly. It yeah. To it, um, yeah.
2: Yeah. It definitely adds to it. And the whole idea of that you are either serving or being watched over or by something that is, you know, higher than yourself, that idea alone can be something tremendously powerful for any individual, you know, and it can completely change the way that they live their life, the way that they see things. Um, And so I think that is what, uh, what maybe a lot of people are searching for. And sometimes even uh, some people that find religion didn't even know they were searching for that, but when they realize, you know, like that, even just the very idea of serving a higher power, um, how much it changes them like that's one thing that they you know gravitate towards and and enjoy even
1: Definitely. i think i think it's all part of uh human's desire to be a part of something yeah. and the human you know need to feel like we belong mm-hmm. or to feel that we are like a part of something you know exactly so that, yeah. that's that's why we If we find that one thing that you know fills that void so to speak we are like oh yes let's be into it let's find other people who are into it let's all get into it and then there's that sense of community Mm -hmm. and that makes us feel complete you know Mm -hmm. in a way and I think that that's why a lot of people do gravitate towards you know an organized religion because it makes it gives them a a place it gives them a home it gives them uh, that sense that they are a part of something bigger exactly
0: can kind of bring us into our next topic or our next uh point which is the different denominations that you find within mm. uh, Christianity itself and then even then the different religions. Um so like what's what's your perspective on that? Uh, just because like I feel like not not to be I'll just say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like not Go everybody can be right. Um but I know I think I think they can feel right in their own way. Mm-hmm. But uh, who's to say what's the right way to Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: practice or Mm belief you know but what's what's your perspective on that
2: I think when it comes to uh, different religions and different faiths uh, my perspective has kind of been um, I wish I wish that we didn't see religion as so much of like a competition between Mm -hmm. different groups and saw it more of like your your practicing faith in 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 your way how you believe it we're doing it how we believe it But, you know, I just hate to think that there's really, you know, the way that we act sometimes is like even if two, you know, churches of different faiths are like right next to each other, Mm -hmm. they can go years and never talk to each other, never invite each other over like for a meal or anything like that. And so for me, it's sometimes like, you know, is there, can it really be that there is no common ground? Is there really nowhere that we can even just you know, agree to either serve the community that we are part of together or something like that, you know? right, right, yeah. And so for me, yeah, I guess my perspective is like, I wish it was, it wasn't always such like a competition and I wish that we could have more interaction and things like that because you're right. You know, there's no one that can really tell you um, or even force you into like, oh, this is the right way. Yeah. You know, this is where, you know, and because you're wrong, we're going to push you away or anything like that we could definitely benefit from finding more common ground and, and yeah, just being more open to at least listening to, you know, other people.
1: That's true. Cause it's become, it's become a huge dividing factor. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And especially when you think of the big three, you know, sorry, smaller religions. Um, but like the big three, they all kind of came from the same region, mm-hmm. right? They all kind of have the same basis of like, Oh, be a good person and you will receive, paradise right what if we're all part of the same one you know (laughs) like and yet we're living in this world where we've split up and rather than look at that look for that Mm -hmm. common ground or look for those similarities within you know other religions we're Mm -hmm. instead of we're dividing it and becoming you know isolated from them and Mm -hmm. we're not talking about the similarities Mm -hmm. we're not talking about the the fact that we all believe in You know, a higher power. It could be the same power that we all believe in. You know, it's just, it's like, yeah, yeah. things like that that make it so, you know, that it's led to all the wars and all of everything is just because we don't communicate, we don't share we don't share with that without that uh, idea of my truth is the truth Exactly. you know and rather yeah. than do that rather than accept um, that there are other ways of doing things we're sort of just drowning in this um, this this sea of competition exactly where yeah. we're you know what no we're right we're mm. gonna take control of this religion exactly yeah, yeah. you know instead mm. yeah. of looking at the fact that we're all kind of the same <laughs> like, you exactly
0: know? yeah see I've, I've experienced it because um, i have family members that don't come over or don't really uh, mm-hmm. socialize because of that um, and and it's kind of like a closed-mindedness to where people think mm-hmm. you're gonna corrupt each other and it's like you are kind of within the same umbrella right? like that's exactly. crazy and, yeah and and even then i think about it like um, with the big three um like i like that you said that it's like the same region same similar beliefs and it's a cultural thing at at times because whether you're saying yahweh allah or god it's the same thing it's just a Mm -hmm. different language Mm -hmm. um and so like especially in today's time whenever people hear allah it's like terrorism it's just just like the the worst thing possible um which is such a close-minded thing and i mean you know i i get the fear i guess with the, um the stereotype of of yeah. that religion but even then it's like you don't really realize that it's the same thing exactly you're, 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 yeah it's a different language yeah but yeah.
1: That, again, the thing is you can be that can be the same thing for for any sort of extremes right like on, on either side there's going to be people who think that there should be one world religion you know a complete you know cleansing of everything that is not yeah because of that one solid truth exactly. you know and there's always going to be those people who are going to think that they're right to the point of killing someone over it exactly yeah and you know and that's it's it's so dumb. You know? Yeah. Like, why and are you, I think in that sense, like it comes from a fear
2: of like what I think someone one of you guys mentioned it earlier too, that whole idea that you're afraid that even just talking with someone of a different faith will somehow contaminate your experience. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um and so there's a fear and it comes from the fear of um of yeah, not you know, when you think like it was like what we were saying earlier, you know, at some point, um, if a religion's goal is like to convert, you know, the world or everyone, at some point, they're going to have to come face to face with these other people of a different faith. And how are they going to do it? You know, if uh, and so, yeah, so a lot of um, discussions and battles have come out of the fact that rather than interact with those people, let's just get them out of the way entirely, mm-hmm. you know. And it's all to avoid that interaction and that, um, yeah, just being a lack of wanting to be open. Yeah. And again, it just comes back to when religion becomes too focused on the individual, on me, myself, my own status, my own power, my own whatever. That's when it starts to become toxic. Yeah.
1: Well, when you hearing you talk about that, sort of made me reminded me of. of a, that it's kind of and this is with christianity specifically that they're kind of they were given that 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 rule to go out and to spread the word and to go Mm -hmm. out and preach to everyone and to teach everyone and to convert people Mm -hmm. right and i think that it's people who have taken it a bit too far and they're like oh these people who don't believe the words of that guy jesus christ they must be savages like let's eradicate them you know because just because you know they because that is what you know christians are called to do is called to spread the word and to make more christians right Mm -hmm. but then Rather than sitting there trying to analyze and connect with someone who is not of their same faith, mm-hmm. they go and try to take over the holy land, you know? yeah. and, and then boom, exactly, yeah, the crusades. Like you yeah. know, like <laughs> it's <laughs> exactly. It's, it's yeah. such, I think it's such a it's just such a human way of messing up something beautiful, and something, exactly, something yeah. good, and that's just that weird yeah assholes you know. yeah there should be such a there, human thing to do there should be <laughs> one religion it's just don't be an asshole don't don't be and an that's asshole. that's the one thing that's the one religion you and know. meet every Tuesday. So. yeah shoot meet every day
0: <laughs> it starts off with hi i'm daniel and <laughs> i'm an asshole, <laughs> and I'm
1: an asshole. <laughs> um, oh. I got you. I'll start that. We got it. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna become the highest priest in the <laughs> church of. Oh man, and this will be the date that it started. At, uh, at this well, time, <laughs> this actually, this Later is something, and this might be a, this might be another tangent. Um, so I mean, stop it if it gets too far. Do you think someone can sort of have multiple beliefs in that way? Not talk, not talking so much about organized religion, so to speak uh but something like for instance what if i believed in the teachings of you know the torah Mm but i also found the teachings of buddhism or buddhism is it buddhism buddhism, buddhism? man buddhism. i sounded so ignorant just now <laughs> <laughs> of oh, buddhism yeah like buddhism. i find teachings there to be just as beautiful and just as impactful to my life that i want to live that way too mm-hmm. you know do you think that someone could do something like that like have their foot in two different uh so- sense uh two different um, belief structures
2: I think so. I think um I think the whole idea too of the whole idea of more than one is kind of tricky too. Um because I I believe that no matter what anyone tells you, like you will always if you if you have to choose between two things, you're always going to gravitate towards one more than the other. Mm-hmm. Um so in that in that sense like your question, um, I believe that definitely someone can be influenced by both They'll still have one that they might prefer, but that the other will then like serve as like a, a support or like an addition to. So I think in that sense, like it's definitely possible. And like, I can't even say that, um, while I was studying at Andrews, um, we took this class, um world religions i believe it was where we had to read parts of the torah and study um you know parts of these other uh faith books from other denominations and i can't say that i wasn't influenced or even impacted by you Mm -hmm. know even just reading that and so it definitely i believe strengthened my um beliefs and my um yeah, my system of how I see things, uh, definitely from, you know, being exposed to that, it definitely didn't hurt it. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, yeah, I even saw like, wow, you know, even more points of common ground between those other faiths where we could have conversation. Um, and yeah, I even started to see it as kind of like, it's such a unfortunate thing that even reading, you know, another person or another denomination's Facebook like the Torah or something like that, or, um, the Talmud or, you know, things like that is kind of seen as like, uh, oh, so you're betraying mm-hmm. our, our, our denomination or something like that. It's not about, um, again, it's not about, you know, the, it's not a competition, mm-hmm. you know, it's about just trying to figure things out and how do you do that without, at least, like, yeah, discovering, and that sense of exploration, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know. Yeah. I remember when I was in high school, we were when we were in my like world history class. There was a small part where we learned about um, Eastern religions and yeah. stuff like you know uh, Confucianism, Taoism, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, this stuff seems really cool. Yeah but I was always so scared to, you know, learn anything more about it. Cause I'm like, Oh no, I'm betraying the advanced faith. <laughs> like I can't, I can't yeah. believe in reincarnation cause that's not real or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. where I would just shut myself off to all the really, you know, beautiful teachings that could be found in those, yeah. in those religions and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, and then same thing. Like once you start experiencing that as a whole, like everything that, mm-hmm. you know, the that different cultures have to offer and stuff like that. It's, it opens your view up to find those similarities. Exactly, and I feel yeah. that with a lot of, um, religions, well, I'm talking about the Adventist religion specifically, mm-hmm. that it does sort of feel like they don't want us to learn any of that. They don't want us mm-hmm. to go into that because they don't want to, like you said, corrupt us exactly, with, yeah. you know, other ideas of, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. any other teachings, Yeah, exactly. you know, and I feel like that's, that's, that's harmful in a way, because yeah. then you sort of you grow up to fear all these other ideas and you grow up to not exactly know what could be best for your life. Exactly. So to speak. Yeah. You know, I remember I went to, when I was in high school, I was part of the governor's honor program and, uh, and I would go to Valdosta state university to Mm -hmm. like just do some classes. And I, and when I was there, I met a lot of people who were, uh, you know, really into social studies and really into like, that's Mm -hmm. why they were there was because they were big into, into world history and like world religion, stuff like that and I remember I talked to this one guy who he was sort of, he was really into learning about which religion would be best for him. Mm -hmm. So I don't remember what he was at the time, but he was saying that he had studied uh, the Torah, that he had studied, um, you know, the the Bible, and then like Mm -hmm. all these other, like the Quran and stuff like that, and just sort of trying to see which one would be best for him, which one he could believe in that would make him, Mm -hmm. you know, the happiest or whatever. And I thought that that was interesting because I had never heard of somebody doing that, mm-hmm. like somebody looking up all these different religions and all these different beliefs to see which one, you know, speaks to you the most. I think now he is actually uh, he's a Christian. I'm not sure if there's any sort of specific mm-hmm. denomination, but yeah, um, I know that he and I got into a lot of different discussions about um like Catholicism and stuff like that, because I had a lot of questions and he knew a whole lot, mm. you know. So I just I had never heard anything like that for the same reason. Because growing up, you know, Adventists, we never. I don't want to say we weren't allowed to do that, but that wasn't you know a it big. Wasn't thing. encouraged or yeah or to even, to learn yeah. or to yeah. sort of open your mind up to those things, and exactly, I think that that's yeah. I mean that's harmful because then you hear all these other ideas and they sound intriguing. And you're like, you know Mm -hmm. what? This sounds a whole lot better than I'm doing. (laughs) Yeah. Let me do that instead, you know? (laughs) So it ends up, it ends up hurting them rather than than helping people feel more solidified in their own beliefs. Exactly. Yeah. That's crazy, man.
2: almost like we're it's almost like and i guess maybe this kind of goes along with some of the perils that can kind of come out of organized religion is like when you take away people's choice um you know if you kind of make if you create an environment where it's not safe for people to explore to ask questions to discover and study for themselves and it's really just an environment of listen to what the pastor is saying you know that's the only thing that goes uh you're taking away people's choice you know to decide for themselves what they believe to be the truth um and and yeah that's very unfortunate
1: i mean that is yeah. that's yeah, that's no. what you know the catholic church did in the dark ages they made it so that only the highest uh, people in the order yeah. could read the texts um, yeah because they didn't want you know the poor people feeling any sort of power or being able mm. to you know learn for themselves so in order to keep them all you know clueless so to speak yeah and then boom you know the the Reformation happened, and you know. Yeah. So exactly. I'm glad you brought up um,
0: <clears throat> Buddhism because I've I've looked Buddhism. Into, yeah. <laughs> Buddhism. <laughs> Buddhism because I've I've looked into that um, myself a little bit just out of curiosity, um, and and one thing I find uh, that is uh, kind of detrimental within a toxic organization that doesn't allow you to do that mm-hmm. is that you can find other. Other ways of i guess in, in a sense um enlightenment or like self-healing in a way mm-hmm. uh because I, I, I like a lot of what buddhism uh, has to offer because it's a lot to me it felt like more internal mm-hmm. uh, finding your own peace your own i guess they call it nirvana mm-hmm. so like i think that um that's I, I think it's an important part of of religion overall mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. I guess do the best for yourself like in your own self-interest to Mm -hmm. further yourself as a person and and with with God and that entity of what is God
2: yeah exactly
1: and I mean I think obviously there's going to be clashing ideals yeah you know with certain things there's going to be some stuff that's going to be straight up you know condescending or straight up just Mm -hmm. not not going to mix well but I think in the end unless i'm completely made unaware of, you know, other religions that i feel like in the end it is all about finding a way to make people happy and a, a way to make people, you know, live their best possible lives. Even mm-hmm. even um even uh, the church of satan, you know, i've 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 read a bunch of stuff about the church of satan and they don't even they don't believe in like, you know, sacrificing babies and stuff like that. Like what, what yeah. their main goal is just finding God within yourself instead of anywhere else, mm. which I could see that speaking to a lot of people is finding, finding out that you, you yourself have the capability and the power to make yourself a better person Exactly, and to yeah. make you live your life the best way you can. Yeah. Especially if religion has,
2: you know, lived such a bad or detrimental example, you know, to society about um yeah how to find god or even some of the other questions that society might be answering then ideas yeah like that definitely start to become appealing because it's like you know why would i want to support something that is causing so much hurt and pain when it shouldn't be mm mm-hmm. You know
1: towards other people and i mean if if you're in if you're a part of an organization or religion that where you feel suppressed in any way then what is the point of being there what is the point of putting up with things that are going to make you that are going to hinder you from living your best life you know if 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 you're not enjoying it you know and granted i mean you could say that about any religion is if you're not fully into it obviously it's going to be sort of a burden but Mm I mean, that, that's the point, though, is to find something that's going to work for you and something that's going to make you, you know, not be an asshole to anyone else, but mm-hmm. also to grow as a person and to be a better person within your own right. You know, like mm-hmm. it's I think that it's it's all about the competition that of these religions feel you know with each other to yeah. where they're gonna find things to demonize in order to make mm-hmm. themselves look better or to make mm-hmm. themselves look like the one true way they're like oh you guys are christians well did you know that christians like killed billions like blah 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 and stuff like mm-hmm. that you know like everyone's gonna try to do right something like that to demonize another culture yeah you know to make themselves feel like the best and then when that does it just it, like you said it alienates so many people and it makes people just it just it, it, it it's it's misinformation mm-hmm. you know and exactly that's, that's yeah. what's going to ruin yeah people mm-hmm. is all the misinformation yeah. exactly
0: so one thing i was curious about too um <clears throat> as far as a person who um do you think, do you think people can be good without religion and kind of branching off into that um question as well as like somebody who let's say grew up or even was in the church for a while or religion um and then they leave and i I guess develop a i guess for lack of a better word more radical idea of like maybe there is no such thing as god but Mm -hmm. continues to kind of practice what he has been taught or you know mm-hmm. what what they preach is the same do, do you think there's like a, a chance that that alone saves a person that alone gives them the um access to paradise <laughs> you know
2: yeah that's that's a good question and i think that a lot of religions have the similar answers Uh from my experience um absolutely you know we are you know, we each are accountable to live according to the right things that we have been taught or the things that we have been uh, experienced mm-hmm. or the things that we have in, been influenced by. And, um, you know, something that I've often thought is, well, actually, I'll, I'll illustrate it with, with this example. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had my wisdom teeth pulled out and uh i did not uh take that sleeping stuff so i was awake for the whole process oh that's and yeah i regretted it the whole time i was there for like two hours with them yanking and pulling and cutting and you felt all of that i didn't feel it but well i just felt like pressure Mm -hmm. um i didn't exactly feel the pain but i just you know felt that they were Mm -hmm. you know pulling on something and so um i kind of lost my train of thought already sorry but
0: um (laughs) it's okay can a person who can can a person be good without religion or or, okay can a person be good without religion and maybe have access to paradise and Mm. can a person who Grew up with, or was in church or religion for a while, but then let's just say they become atheists or something along the lines yeah. of that. Um, but still, kind of practice that. Um,
2: gotcha, <laughs> that's right.
0: Yeah, yes, and so, so yeah, getting my wisdom
2: teeth pulled out was a painful experience. I was awake for the whole thing. And, um, so it's something that I regretted, but, um, you know, after that, you know, I had to go through that experience to realize, you know, that, that for the next time, you know, that was not something that I would want to ever do again. If right. Ever the, next adoption, time you,
0: the next time you get your wisdom taken out.
2: Or anything else, <laughs> um, I would definitely, you know, rather be put to sleep. And so, you know, that is an experience that, um, that taught me a lesson, you know, and so, um. So, I guess it, it's along the same lines of like a person that um, maybe has never even set foot inside of a church, but still had like a good example that taught them, or even, you know, through media or, you know, shows or anything, still taught them what it meant to be a good person, what it meant to live right, what it meant to be compassionate, what it meant to be kind. Uh, we do ourselves a disservice when we believe that the organized religion is the only place to have those kinds of answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when a person, Um, you know, sees those lessons um, and they decide, you know, to live by that, Um, even though they've never intentionally would say like, oh, yes, I'm living according to the Bible or I'm living according to, you know, what religion might say in a way they still kind of are you know, even without really acknowledging it. And so um, we have to realize that, and now I remember why I brought up the wisdom teeth, is that I started, when when they were working on me, I started realizing and asking myself, you know what, how did people before dentists like you know deal (laughs) with all of this (laughs) and so you know and i started thinking about that line of questioning and i was like you know they just either dealt with it or either it just you know the teeth just fell out or something but my point is that there was something already in place before you know dentists even became necessary to do the procedure and i think religion is a lot like that people did not find religion because the bible all of a sudden was written and people could Mm -hmm. read it right it already existed in some shape or form before it was even put to paper and so that is whether it was through you know and a lot of religions have that before they wrote anything down they uh would tell um their gen you know generations and future generation stories and examples mm-hmm. and things like that from their faith and so um so it always existed beforehand and i think that um Uh, faith and you know a higher power is along the same lines as that before it was ever even written down it existed way beforehand before we even knew even what it was called or anything like that and so people were already living by some line of codes uh, along some line of morality um, Mm -hmm. before even religion came into the picture or organized religion came into the picture and so I think that it's definitely possible to still have people that have that experience. And so they're, um, I guess, I, I don't wanna say judged, but like their are um, how they live then, that is what matters in, in that sense. So it's not so much the kind of religion that they pertain to or ascribe to, it's how they live. And if they've chosen to live compassionately, you know, upright lives, like, I believe that that's still possible. Right,
1: right. Yeah, hopefully well, I mean, that all made sense. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like what we were talking about right before we started is, is about mm-hmm. like how people can find those lessons and those teachings in something that's not necessarily <coughs> a religious book. You exactly. Know? Like, I mean, yeah. like, all the lessons that you learn from Harry Potter, I mean, you know, they're they're people who, you know, are not part of any sort of organized religion. Yeah. And yet they live their lives with what they've learned from, you know, this these this book series yeah. that are still, you know, teachings of good over evil, of, mm-hmm. you know, and even going back to the ancient Greeks who would tell stories of all these heroes and things like that, yeah. That are about the triumph of good over evil and about consequences to actions and about what happens when you're good and what happens when you're bad You know, exactly i think that when we like you said we do ourselves a disservice thinking that there's only if you don't live by this book you're doing it wrong Mm right you know because i think it's only the book only points out these tiny specifics Mm -hmm. you know where it's we all kind of understand that you know killing someone is wrong Mm-hmm. You know, but we still sort of we. It's it's almost like we have that morality instilled within exactly, us. Exactly. Yeah. That we may not even need organized religion in that sense. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, because yeah. we can find those teachings. You know, just living our lives mm-hmm. and seeing how things work. Exactly. You know, like if you're a dick to people, they're going to be a dick back <laughs> to you. You know, stuff <laughs> like that. You know, it's like there are still plenty of good people who don't have any sense of uh living their lives by an organized religion Mm -hmm. just the same way as there are people who do live by that book and they are total douchebags you know Mm -hmm. like it's it's definitely a tool you know yeah but i don't think it's the only tool exactly yeah there's there's a
2: reason that it's you know we refer to it as like a higher power you know it's it's something bigger than us it's something bigger than just a book it's something bigger than just a particular building or anything like that it's something that we can't contain and so it's something that we can't control or dictate um and so it's, that's the kind of higher power that we're dealing with that just kind of permeates everything. So even if it's someone that, you know, hasn't either didn't grow up in its particular denomination or anything like that, like that is why you can still see people um even like on the other side of the world that don't even know what the bible is you know yet they're still living um you know they don't need to read the bible first to know how to treat another human being with compassion you know or how to respect someone else or how to be patient with someone they're they're already living with these lessons you know and the reason it's uh they have that is just because the higher power whatever it is is permeated through that society and everything Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so what i'm thinking about um kind of going back to the whole the need of something Mm -hmm. higher um i think it it's like something that can be used to keep people in check whether uh some people may need that um truly need that like personally um it's like oh you know whether they've lived a life of crime or whether they've Mm -hmm experienced bad uh, role models or whatever the case for them, that they need that um, to kind of keep themselves in check uh, from mm-hmm. doing bad things. And in a way, um, it's something that is kind of used to control the masses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, uh, the need for religion um, comes from that as well. I, yeah, I, I did kind of lose my train of thought. Too.
1: <laughs> That's, That's <all> right. right. <laughs> I think I think that that need is sort of specific to. I mean, it's it's based on every specific person. Yeah, you know, everyone has their their reasons for. For doing the things that they do mm-hmm. and i think the same way everyone has their reason for believing in what they believe in yeah,
0: yeah. that's true for yeah. some
1: people yeah. it could be you know what i was a terrible person before i found this and now yeah. that i found it it's helped that's me live true. a better life yeah absolutely or it could be you know what this is what my parents have taught me and they mm-hmm. live great lives i want to live that same life mm-hmm. and here i am exactly or it could be you know I almost died, mm-hmm. and I realized that I had no sense of purpose, and now this has given me a sense of purpose. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. everyone has their own specific reasons for doing, for believing in what they believe in, and I think it's it's, um, it's not cool for us to sort of be able to dictate what those reasons are. Yeah.
2: Exactly, yeah. You know? And that even yeah. goes even in the other direction, that, you know, there are even some people that know how to seek... Organize religion because they know of how much power and influence they right. can have within that yeah and so you know they try to you know the negative sense that's as what, what I was, comes that's in there. what i was
0: kind of going to yeah so i got my train of thought back <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. i also can't help but think like what would um what would society be like obviously right now um religion has been along alive and well for many many decades many Mm -hmm. centuries um what would happen if it just kind of like vanished and and it's like the people that use religion like you said Mm -hmm. for their own gain whether Mm -hmm. you know political whatever money that power um and how would how would society really be like if that um control i guess you can say or that that Mm -hmm. uh, i i want to say in a good and a bad way because there's like a good and a a bad Mm -hmm. um outcome from from religion just because of the human condition, human involvement. Mm. But it's it's just it's a huge hypothetical, I know. And i yeah. <laughs> I think I know, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think I know. Yeah, because I feel like people can't hide behind that either. Exactly. Anymore. Yeah. But and that's then,
1: a, yeah. I, I think th- honestly, if like if if we as a society, like all oh, the whole planet, did away with organized religion, I think we would still find ourselves getting to that point again. And that's only The divide. That uh, I would I think or, we would still find ourselves uh finding a reason to divide I think that's because of the human condition because if we got rid of everything that was a higher power any sense of you know structured belief Mm -hmm. if we got rid of that we would pretty much for a while live in complete chaos and anarchy maybe right Mm -hmm. and then one wacko would be like you know what I put this rock next to the river and I got more fish I'm gonna tell my cousin, hey, if you put that rock next to that river, you're gonna get more fish. And if it works for him, dude, I heard this guy put a rock next to a river and he got a butt ton of fish. (laughs) That's, there's organized belief. That's people finding something that worked. True. And And then gravitating towards it, coming together to do this. And they're like, you know what? If you put more rocks on there, you're gonna get even more fish. Yeah. But then there's going to be someone who's going to be like, hey, you see those guys putting the rocks over the fish? That's stupid. Yeah. There's fish in there anyway. So they're going to be like, you're right. You guys don't aren't right. There's going to be fish in there whether you put the rock there or not. Mm-hmm. And then they catch their fish. There's gonna be that divide of people who like putting rocks next to rivers, and people who just like fishing. <laughs> yeah. Like I think no matter if we get rid of any sort of organized religion, we're gonna find our way back there because that's just how humans yeah. are.
2: That's we- so true, and that's a good. Uh, I like that analogy. And even going, you know, jumping off of that too. Um, but imagine if if that was the only worry was catching fish in a religion. You know, and I think kind of that's that's kind of my perspective is that um, if we did away with everything, I do believe that, yes, we would still probably try to still gravitate towards common belief, but at the same time, maybe it might even be a more purer sense of that belief. Because right now you have like so many religions, so many divisions um, and each with their own different like lifestyle and how to be and how to live and how to um, acknowledge that faith. Whereas like anyone, any person going into whatever religion can easily become overwhelmed but if they all didn't exist and it was all more just simpler it might even we might even come across like the what it actually means to have like a
1: a true sense of religion i guess Mm -hmm. if that makes sense you know it's funny i when while i was saying i just thought of something do you guys know the south park Dude, Dude I, know was, I, was I was thinking about, about the, that. that the episode, episode? I was thinking about that episode. know yeah. you talking about. Do you know? You know probably not because you're a pastor. <laughs> but, okay. so there's, I've there's, seen a few episodes. There's this not? episode where one of the kids, he gets knocked into the future. Mm. And so he gets frozen. And then when they thaw him out, he's in this future. And this is dist- like this future where religion doesn't exist where there's no Mm. such like everyone, they were like, yeah, a couple, a couple centuries ago, we came to the realization that God doesn't exist. And we only believe in science now. So everyone becomes atheist, right? Mm. So he's in the society where everyone is atheist and yet they're still at war with each other. And they're like, man, why, if we don't have religion, why are we still in war? (laughs) And the, the leaders tell them it's because the atheists couldn't decide on what to name themselves they were either going to be the unified atheist league the allied atheist alliance or um what was the other one i can't, I can't, remember. I can't remember. <laughs> remember but there were three that yeah. they were like no like we just need to we we need to call ourselves this because it makes more sense yeah it's like no we need to call ourselves this because there's three a's in it. Oh, like they all they become I thought,
0: I thought it was i thought it was because they they couldn't decide who hated uh, who didn't believe in God more <laughs> no no but it was because that, they couldn't couldn't yeah, think of national, what to name themselves <laughs> yeah
1: and it's the same it's what I said like when, yeah. when you don't have religion you're still gonna find something to divide yourself over still right. gonna find you something
2: know? to organize yeah and oh man that just brought so many flashbacks to how many stories and experiences I've had of fighting over a name
0: <laughs> oh my god and like
2: <laughs> in meetings and things like that over something as little as even like a dash in you know where the dash goes in a time oh or something my like
1: god <laughs> So I, I definitely see what you're saying. Oh, okay, let's solve yeah. it right now. Give, us, give, give me an
0: example. What? <laughs> give me an example of a name. I don't think we could solve it right now.
1: <laughs> I bet we could. That's the power oh, of MRP. That's we funny. can solve it.
0: We can solve it. That is oh, funny. man. Uh, I have Google pulled up so we can solve it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
2: But yeah, that's so true. Even if it all disappeared, yeah, we'd still find at some time to, to kind of, yeah. I mean, I guess it's, yeah, human nature. Human nature has the need to come together, but then at the same time come together with only those that think and see things the same way that, you know, they do. And so, yeah, that's always going to be that battle there. That's okay. terrible, man. That means I that know. we can
1: never fix anything because <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> exactly. we're just going to fix it and then ruin it again. Like, Oh exactly. man, that's terrible. I God, guess. Yeah. Humans Cause that's suck, <laughs> man. Yeah, man. At like, the
0: end
2: of the day, like human, really worst. Uh, yeah. Human nature is what it is. And it's,
0: and it's I don't so know, tough to change that. I, I, I was thinking about that um, as I was watching this show, and what show? I was watching the show on Netflix. I think it's called V Wars. I don't know if you guys seen it. V Wars, it? Heard yes. of it? I hadn't so, seen it. So, so like the thing that like really got my blood boiling was the fact that it's like. <laughs> So, basically, the backstory for those who haven't seen it. Got my blood boiling. <laughs> um, grind my gears. <laughs> so, anyways, grind your gears. A b- a backstory of, of V-Wars. It's basically, like, two guys get exposed to, like, a bacteria that makes them vampires. And so, it starts spreading and turning people gotcha. into vampires. Yeah. So, there's a branch of government, like, the Department of Homeland Security, I think, or something like that. It would and be then, them. And then the FBI. And so, like they wanted to come up top and be like the, the good guys and be like the ones to solve the issue yeah so one was trying to find so within the department of homeland security was somebody that wanted to find a cure you know mm-hmm. and wanted to kind of make it kind of peaceful stop escalating it or you know prevent people from dying so this person gets killed off because of that mm-hmm. and so the people that just want to like completely like kill everybody that's turned into a vampire becoming the power or whatever Mm. so they get kind of screwed over a little bit and then the fbi comes in and it's like okay we need to stop these guys and we're gonna find a cure Mm -hmm. and then these guys are still going and there's it's like they're sabotaging themselves within um i mean you know the basically the usa is sabotaging themselves because of their need for i guess that that power and that glory um and i'm just like this is this is like shit, so accurate to life like i mean it's just like it, it, it yeah. i was like, ah, like it, it makes me angry yeah but i'm like this is so accurate this is yeah. this is literally life exactly yeah but yeah
2: mm-hmm. oh man i remember reading somewhere that you know jealousy and that desire for power is literally the root of all um like any problems any type of issue you can always trace it back down to that one root yeah. cause you know of it's just you know humans desire power and and uh influence mm-hmm. definitely for mm-hmm. sure that's the
0: ego man ego yeah yeah well i mean uh i don't know about you guys but i think we've uh pretty much covered everything and i think mean, we fixed
1: religion uh, <laughs> don't be an asshole <laughs> Just, no, this is what i've noticed <laughs> yeah. this is what i've noticed i've noticed a trend in most of our episodes yeah for sure <laughs> where we know we don't really fix the issue we just sort of talk about know, it and see what, and come yeah. back to the point of don't be an asshole <laughs> pretty yeah. much you know we should get that that, on that should be our logo that yeah. should be our our, our um <laughs> our, our mission statement don't be an asshole. Statement. <laughs> if you learn um, if you learn anything from this podcast it's just don't be an asshole you know right right yeah. <laughs> and if you are one change or <laughs> come talk to die. us and we'll see how <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or die. Or die. we should, okay. we should, we we should get a, that too I guess we no, should no. get an
1: asshole on the show and then like try to
0: see it from his perspective you right. know like I'll post <laughs> <it on Craigslist. laughs> yes I think we'll get good response to that <laughs> I, th- I think we'll get some crazy response yeah I mean yeah it's like terrible people yeah. wanted <laughs> <laughs> then oh, it
2: man. no then it just becomes a fight over who's the most oh, terrible. <laughs> probably <laughs> right
0: oh hey, we should get two people or or a few and just have them like argue amongst themselves. Who's the the bigger asshole?
1: (laughs) That's hilarious.
0: I love that. (laughs) right. well... Uh, that's, that's gonna be it but uh, thank you thank you Daniel for- yeah man you've, yeah. Been, you've been very insightful Yeah, no, you were wise beyond your years
2: sir <laughs> <laughs> don't feel like that all the time but thank you very much for having me it was definitely uh, I was definitely looking forward to
1: this yeah you yeah, guys told me about it
0: right on yeah, yeah thanks for taking the time to uh,
1: and also do you have any plugs here. you got any plugs you wanna oh yeah fire off right now if you uh, cause I know you have your podcast you I can, do have, yes uh, <laughs> it's kind of been on
2: pause for a moment but uh, i also do manage a podcast with my friend in um utah i believe he's where he's at right now it's called uh, dming truth and tech uh where my friend and i we take turns talking about church topics on one episode and then on a different episode we'll talk about tech and just any kind of technology that inspires us so if you is that something that you guys are into definitely check us out uh dming truth and tech where we where would they find that you let, can find let us the people on know. you can find us on Anchor uh, we're, oh, Anchor's where <laughs> Anchor is where we uh, upload and then they push our content out to you know Apple uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, so you can really find us on any uh, of your favorite podcasting platforms and we
1: even have a YouTube channel now nice, oh, nice. nice, everyone nice, check nice. that out man, yeah, if definitely. you don't he is a pastor and he can make your life hell <laughs> or does it <laughs> does it not I, work that I way it like that. i don't think hey, it works that. Way. i think i want that on a shirt <laughs> can, can you curse can you curse someone as much as you can bless them like <laughs> not out loud maybe <laughs> oh man you heard That's that funny. you heard it here for, first folks <laughs> oh, you don't want to be cursed so check out dma <laughs> truth and tech there you go oh, oh yeah, guys well, uh,
0: thank you guys for all your continued support. Um, make sure you guys share it with us. Um, mm-hmm. Share it with us. Share it with your friends and family. You know what? And share it with us, too. <laughs> share, well, yeah, with share, us. share your thoughts with us, as yeah. always. You know, we'd yeah. like to hear from our audience. Um, but yeah, th- um, share with your friends and family and uh, let mm-hmm. us know how we're doing. Uh, if you guys like to support in any other ways, check out our website, uh, www.mrpshow.com slash support. Mm-hmm. Nice. Bye.
1: Oh, we weren't gonna say like, okay, whatever. That's fine. Bye. Wait, what? What do you want <laughs> to say? say? What, what do you want to say? say? I don't say know, like, oh, signing off. This is. um uh, oh, oh, It doesn't I mean, matter now. We're uh, done. Okay. The episode's over. I mean, over. Yeah, we we, we could do that. No, you can turn, turn, up, up. Can turn can off. off. Do it right now. Do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> <Go ahead>. Bye. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was perfect.